This is it. The putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budget, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow, all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increased their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite. And right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Head to NetSuite.com slash C-Suite for special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Welcome back to Simplify Your Small Business. I'm David Wolf here, as always, with Melanie Rembrandt from RembrandtWrites.com. She's the small business PR expert. Hi, Melanie. Hi, David. How are you today? I'm having trouble talking. Yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah, <laughs> you and me both. I'll tell you what. For those uh, just joining us, have never heard this podcast. We are dedicated. Melanie and I are dedicated to to giving you tips and insights and uh, direction and guidance around how to simplify all things in your uh, small business. Of course, you know we, we we veer on and off to relevant topics. Today is no exception. Uh, as some of you may know, I'm an audiobook producer. That's one of the things I do in the audio production space. So uh, Melanie was kind enough to say, hey, why don't we just make it all about you? So uh, this podcast, we're going to talk about the audiobook market. And uh, Melanie, it might be cool if you ask me a few key questions. Well, first of all, David, you know, you hear all about podcasts and audiobooks, and why should authors turn their book into an audiobook? Let's start with the market growth, and then I'll tell you why we think it's happening. Um, according to most of the major sources out there, like Good E-Reader and uh, others uh, like Edison, people are consuming audio a whole lot more. The audiobook market specifically is growing nearly 30% for the last three years. That's year over year. So it's compounding and growing. Uh, about 80,000 and probably higher than that. The last I checked was 80,000 new audiobooks are created every year. Now, so you ask, why should an author do this? Well, you've got a print, you've got an ebook, but there's a profound shift in the way people are consuming um, all kinds of content, as we've talked about this on numerous podcasts. But people, whether they do or not, they have a perceived scarcity of time. So now they can listen. And this is true of podcasting as well, but certainly for audiobooks, if people don't feel they have time to sit and read a book, they absolutely will listen while they're commuting, while they're jogging, while they're biking, while they're exercising in some other way. So it's a way for them to optimize their time and still consume the content that you really want to get out in front of people. But through the textual version, you're limited into the, in terms of the size of audience that feels they have the time to consume your, your content. I think it also reaches out, you know, people learn in different ways and a lot of people learn via audio. So it's perfect because you don't want to feel like you're wasting time if you're sitting in traffic and you can actually learn from hearing an audio book while you're stuck in traffic. 
That's exactly right. I mean, you want to use the time. In fact, we did a show about all of this, using the time in line, the time in traffic to be productive. One of the ways you can do that is by leveraging that time into learning new stuff or uh, or even you know doing uh, most of my work is in the nonfiction space. It's in the business space or the self-help, self-development space, coaching, trainers, speakers, those sorts of things. But of course, you know, you've always got novels on uh, on audiobooks as well. So if you're more interested in the entertainment side of the spectrum, that's available as you as well. But in terms of most of our audience are business people. So you want to be listening to stuff that's going to enrich your business acumen and uh, your ability to do things better. Exactly. And you've already, if you've already written a book or have the content, why not turn it into an audio book to have that extra piece of content and maximize the work you've already done in writing it? Well, that's true. You know, you don't have to rewrite the book. There there may be a few nuances, like if you're dealing in a subject matter where there's a lot of graphs and charts and figure A and B and C, you might have to do a, um, a soft edit to uh, accommodate the fact that it's an audio-only product. Uh, or you can send people to a downloadable PDF or a website for referencing anything visual that was in the textbook, that, the text version of the book that's not that you can't do an audio directly. But for the most part, you're Basically, as you say, you're repurposing the book you've already written. Now, do you think it's important for the author to actually record the book, or is it better to have an expert voiceover person do it? I'm so glad you asked that question. You know me well enough to know I think about this greatly. When I have an initial consult call with an author that's contemplating or they've already decided they want to do audio version of their uh, existing title, the first question I ask them is, do you have a vision to be the reader, be the narrator of your own book. And here's the the way I like to frame this for people. If you are the voice of the brand, if there is a uh, a business case for you being that reader, that person that is by voice, by way of voice, connecting with the listener, uh, and that serves your business in a way that another someone else reading your words for you wouldn't do, then yes, you should do it that way. And so I approach this as that's my first question and it's the first fork in the road in terms of designing a production strategy for someone. Um, we have the ability to record authors worldwide using a really fancy schmancy platform uh, that records what's called end-to-end recording. So it's nearly studio quality, but it's done remotely. So I'm there with you you know, on a video. We don't use the video, but the video is there for, for us to have that studio, virtual studio experience. I uh, produce many authors that way. It works beautifully. The second, and I'm kind of getting into the process here, and I don't want to get too deep in the weeds, but many authors have the capacity to record themselves, Dropbox, the raw audio, and then we take care of all the post-production and back end. But back to your question, in many cases, the author may not be a suitable voice, or it may not be a strong enough business case for them to be the reader. And in those cases, we'll go out and hire a professional. Well, the other thing is time, too. I mean, on average, how much time can an author expect to spend recording their audiobook? That's a great question. So I like to use the 9,000 rule. And what that means is, uh, and where we start when we consult is we do a word count. And you can get that from a Microsoft Word version of your book. And uh, there's a little tool at the top. You pull the word count, and then we usually round it down. So you take that number. Let's just say it's 30,000 words in your book. And you divide that by 9,000, which is a little bit lower than the average read rate. Audible says it's 9,300. I like to use 9,000. So you get a three-hour book, okay? So to that, I add about, uh, call it 1.3 times 1.3 actual time recording. 
So it's about a four-hour recording process. I recommend we don't record any more than two hours at a time when we're doing an audiobook record, particularly if you're not used to working on mic. But even for those of us that are experienced on mic, after two hours, you start to fade. Your energy goes down. Your blood sugar drops. It's just no good. You get dried out. Uh, you need to just do it in chunks. So I, I take the author's uh, book. We decide how much time we need in real time to record what will end up being, in this instance, about a three-and-a-third-hour book in its final form. We schedule out two-hour blocks, and we can roll with it, too. We can schedule the first two hours, see how we do. Maybe we only got an hour and a half done. Okay, next session we'll do another hour and a half, and then we just roll until it's all the raw audio is created. That is completely doable. I thought it would take a lot longer than that. Well, it will if your book is longer. Let's just say it's a let's say it's a ten-hour book, right? So, you know, ten hours. Well, you know, you'd have to have a word count that equals ten hours of uh, re recording. So, what would that be? A ninety-thousand-word book, right? So. So 10 hours would take, you know, five two-hour sessions. I recently did uh, with one of our clients in New York. Uh, she did a remote recording with me, 75,000-word book. I think we did about five or six sessions, uh, you know, call them two and a half, two hours or so. She was a trained uh, opera singer, so she had some endurance beyond what most, you know, regular people would have. <laughs> and uh, so she was very good. And uh, we, what we do is, uh, you know, you, you need to have a good microphone on hand. So again, uh, just a little bit into the process, but we either ship you a loaner or uh, we recommend a mic you can buy and you just plug and play, you basically plug it in as a USB and I help you get it set up before we start recording. It's really pretty simple. You just need to make sure you're in a quiet zone and uh, there's not too much uh, ambient uh, noise, HVAC stuff. You know, it can be done. It's as you say, it's doable, and we can help you get set up so you can do it in, in the comfort of your home office. Well, within that time frame, that is completely worth it to have a whole new product available via audio. So, yeah, if you're thinking about this, people out there, give David a call because um, it's it's really pretty cost effective and and doesn't take as much time, really as as much time as I thought it would. No, and if if it's just a non-starter, you just don't have the time because you're too busy doing the business of the business. We can go ahead and cast a voice that's appropriate. I work with my authors to help them. Uh, you know, we decide on who the best choice is. There are all kinds of ways to work with voiceover. You can do royalty share deals, or you can do uh, buyouts with the talent. There's different structures, and I can go over all of that when we have an intro call. So thanks for that, Melanie, and thanks for um, your interest. Uh, you can reach me at uh, dwolf, D-W-O-L-F, at podcast and radio. Com. And we're setting up a new landing page for audiobooks specifically. That'll be coming soon, and I'll make that announcement down the road. Uh, thanks, as always, for joining us. Melanie, thanks for your great questions, and uh, we'll talk to you next time on Simplify Your Small Business. Be well. Thanks so much, David. Thanks, everyone. Make it a great day. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.